pregnancies are actually unplanned and unintended and is the chief contributor to death among young girls. Teenage girls getting pregnant is not a new phenomenon. In Thailand, social pressure has often made the challenge of early motherhood daunting. However, progressive new legislation and the efforts of the United Nations Population Fund have made it easier for teenage mums to get the help they need. I'm Daniel Dickinson and welcome to this special edition of our flagship podcast, The Lid Is On, from Northern Thailand. A group of around 40 boys and girls between the ages of 11 and 13 gather in a circle in preparation for an important life lesson. Their youthful excitement and anticipation is palpable and so perhaps is a bit of apprehension. These boys and girls all dressed in regulation white short-sleeve shirt and black trousers, are about to participate in a sex education class together for the first time. But, to begin with, they need to run around a bit to burn off some nervous energy. Up on a projector screen is an animated drawing showing the naked bodies of two adolescents, a boy and a girl. It's the sort of presentation that you might see in a sex education class pretty much anywhere in the world. But this class is more than just a review of human biology. A selection of around 30 brightly coloured male condoms is held up in front of a group of boys. They go by names such as play and love. There's also a female condom. Many of these preteens have never seen a display like this, nor have they opened a packet to take a closer look. But there are more firsts to come. A practical exercise which causes much hilarity. Here the boys are learning how to use the condom as an effective birth control and disease prevention tool. They're practising on a life-size wooden model. The girls will get to do the same, as well as talking about other birth control methods. But first, the girls discuss how their bodies are changing in puberty. A girl lies down on a large piece of paper and classmates trace the shape of her contours to highlight where the body may be growing and changing. Pang is 12 years old. It was a fun activity and I learned new skills which I can adapt into my daily life. The most important thing was the birth control pill and the emergency pill and what it means to be sexually abused. If I was ever in that position, I would know how to protect myself. 
There was quite a bit of teasing today, and the boys were a lot louder. But we all know each other, so it was okay. This school is located in the countryside, around half an hour's drive from the small town of Phrae in the rural north of Thailand. This is far from the large, bustling provincial capitals of the north, and of course, the capital of Thailand itself, Bangkok. It's perhaps a conservative society with traditional views on birth control and teenage pregnancy. Maybe for that reason, changes slower to come than in those urban areas. Changing attitudes towards issues like contraception and pregnancy does take time, but here the process is helped on with the presence of peer educators from the same school. These are older, more mature students, 16 or 17 years old. They attended the very same training session several years ago, and are now ready to pass on their knowledge and experience to younger students like Pang. Pan is one of these peer student educators. This was a fun environment in which to pass on knowledge. As families sometimes do not talk about sex with young people, the younger students have learned about how to use a condom and discuss the importance of birth control. I think it is good that the next generation has this knowledge. This peer education session is being run by the non-governmental organization Palang Jo, which is supported by the UN Population Fund (UNFPA). One of the main goals of Palang Jo is to make sure that all young people, especially teenagers and preteens, have access to information about sexual and reproductive health, and what services are available to them. It's hoped this information will help them to make better decisions about relationships and sex. Panisa Ayanant is the director of Palangjo. She tells me how the number of teenage pregnancies increased significantly in Fry during the COVID pandemic, when the young people were not at school. Before children were sent home to study. There were a maximum of one or two a year, but with more free time on their hands and less structure to the day, that number increased to four in just 12 months. She says, with the resumption of these peer-led sessions and the increased contact with the younger students, the number of unwanted pregnancies has fallen to zero. The two-hour information and practical session comes to an end, and students return to their classes after being rewarded with juice and some sweet snacks. A three-hour drive away, close to the regional capital Chiang Mai, lunch is over at a local community centre. This is where young mothers who became pregnant in their teens can come for support and advice on giving birth and raising babies. 
Posters highlighting health and reproductive issues line the walls of the main meeting room and an electric fan provides some relief from the stifling humidity of midday. A table is loaded with bananas and lychees cut from trees in this tropical neighbourhood. And, in a separate room, a massage is about to begin. Salt crackles in a small earthenware pot as it's heated over a flame. This pot, which also contains burning charcoal and leaves of herbs, is to be used as part of the massage. Traditionally, it's thought that the fumes from the burning embers will help to cleanse the body of toxins. It's an alternative approach, not necessarily endorsed by the medical establishment. A young woman is lying down on a thin mattress placed on the speckled tiled floor. She's covered in a purple and white cloth. And the fire and the smoke from the herb, we will have to say like cover all of that so they will not let the air out. A colleague describes what's going on. It's helping, how to say like when we have a saw or when we have, you know, the woman enjoying this massage is Anne On. She's 21 years old but looks a lot younger. She has a six-year-old son called Won, who is now drawing on the floor beside her. She's one of an estimated 56,000 teenagers between the ages of 15 and 19 who give birth each year in Thailand. She's one of many who have faced discrimination and stigmatisation. She was just 14 years old when she became pregnant after she and her boyfriend decided not to use any contraception. May I say I feel that sex with condom is not enjoyable. Not only my boyfriend who said it, we both feel the same. So we knew about contraception but decided not to use it. The boy's parents were supportive, taking responsibility for the situation, and both families met to decide how to manage the pregnancy. I told my boyfriend that I'm pregnant. Then he told his father, according to our traditional way, our family met and agreed to find a solution before I moved to my boyfriend's house. At that time, we didn't receive the blessing yet, only both sides having a conversation. My boyfriend's father gave the money to buy chicken and pig head to make an offering to the spirit. Although Orn was positive about giving birth, her mother felt that she would be stigmatised for being a young mother and that she was likely to drop out of school. Her mother persuaded her to take a herbal drink which would abort the fetus, a termination which ultimately did not work. Despite this failed attempt to end the pregnancy, her son was born fit and healthy.
Very happy. I'm happy to know that my child is healthy. He was born without any health conditions or complications. I was worried because in my first few months of pregnancy, my mother asked me to take medicine that would make me lose blood. But at that time, I didn't check whether or not I was pregnant. So I did what、uh, my mother told me. She asked me to drink two bottles of that medicine for two days, half in the morning and another half in the evening. In the end, when I gave birth and the child was healthy, I was thrilled. Wan is now an energetic and inquisitive six-year-old. Who is no doubt oblivious to the drama surrounding his birth? Anon's mother was right in her prediction that her daughter would stop going to school. This is often the case with young mothers who come from disadvantaged backgrounds. Eventually, she was put in touch with the small non-governmental organisation Conway Sai. The NGO is based close to her home, just outside the regional capital of Chiang Mai in the north of Thailand. The organisation, like Palangjo, is supported by the UN Population Fund (UNFPA). The private sector company Reckit Thailand, which manufactures health, nutrition, and hygiene products, is also a partner. Conway Sai provides services, guidance, and small financial grants to teen mothers. It was one of those grants which helped Anne On to realise her dream of opening a coffee shop. At regular meetings at Conway Sai, she now provides advice as a peer educator to other young women who could benefit from her experience. The woman who is massaging Anne On is herself a teenage mother. Chonlada Srisanai, who calls herself Chongli, gave birth at age sixteen. Her daughter is now almost four years old. She too came to Conway Sai for advice and support, and ultimately was promoted as a staff member. <laughs> สังคมในโรงเรียนเนาะเขาจะแบบไม่ค่อยเอ่อไม่ค่อยชอบคุณครูก็แบบ at my school they didn't talk about sexual activity teachers are generally conservative they told us that we were too young to know about reproductive health and when I went to the health center to get a condom they said the same people just wanted to gossip about me they didn't want to teach us and that's fine but by doing so They ultimately created all these problems. Chongli is now involved in small income-generating activities. She makes compost from food scraps and is expert at raising earthworms. She sells both to make a little extra money. She also bakes traditional snacks called dok jok at the Kon Wai Sai Center. This is a deep-fried bread product in the shape of a flower, which apparently is mainly popular with older people. Despite the challenges faced by Chongli and An On, Thailand has worked hard to ensure all Thais, including young people, have the right and access to sexual and reproductive health services. The universal health coverage system is available to all citizens. And includes family planning services, and according to new legislation, 
everyone is supposed to be able to access a range of birth control options, including contraceptive pills and long-acting implants. Young Thais also have the right to 10 free condoms a week. While the progressive legal framework and commitment to provide care makes Thailand a leader in the region for sexual and reproductive health, the letter of the law is not always adhered to by healthcare providers. Many young teenage mothers are still struggling to access the care they need, according to the Conway Sai coordinator Sudapon Nakfak. The legislation is good. It allows the government to assist teen mothers to stay in school and access to family planning services free of charge. But so many health care providers, especially in government facilities, still have a negative attitude towards teenage parents. That means that young mothers-to-be are not always able to easily access the services when they most need them. That's despite the law which stipulates that denying the rights of adolescent pregnant girls is illegal. Asa Torkelson is the country director of UNFPA Thailand. She says it's important that the progress that Thailand has made in supporting teenage mothers is maintained. What we see now is that most of the teen pregnancies are actually unplanned and unintended and is the chief contributor to death among young girls because of the risks uh, implied. And girls are more vulnerable also to complications at the childbirth. And when unplanned and or unintended, the livelihood chances of girls are actually radically disrupted, having potential lifelong consequences. And it can spill over into intergenerational consequences as well and spill over to the outcomes for their children too. So what we do see is that adolescents who do become pregnant tend to be from lower income households and many are also nutritionally challenged. And this increases the risks associated with pregnancy and childbearing. So in many countries, unfortunately, and also including in Thailand, adolescent pregnancy stigmatizing uh, adolescent girls. And this may lead to dropping out of school and even rejection by their own families. Some of the unintended early unplanned pregnancies are also unfortunately the result of gender-based violence, which also has uh, additional, of course, uh, mental and psychosocial impacts uh, as well. Legislation introduced in 2016 to ensure the right to appropriate services and to ultimately reduce adolescent pregnancy has proved successful. Five years after the law's implementation, the pregnancy rate of 15 to 19-year-olds was halved from a record high in 2011 of around 53 births per 1,000 women to just over 24 births. 
The aim now is to go beyond the original target to less than 15 births per thousand women. That's well below the global average of 42, a World Bank statistic for 2021. However, Asa Torkelson says discrimination against teenage mothers needs addressing, even if that will take time. There are pockets of society that are slowing down the otherwise excellent advances that are being made in uh, Thailand. And we have to address uh, these to not leave anyone behind from full sexual reproductive health and rights. We think that changing attitudes and norms is a long-standing commitment. It can change and attitudes need to change. The Thai government, as you have seen, has worked hard in ensuring rights to sexual and reproductive health by all population groups, including, of course, young people. And the act to prevent and solve the problem of adolescent pregnancy was enacted in 2016, and the universal health coverage included the family planning services. And right now, other countries are also coming to learn from Thailand on this particular uh, intervention. However, the efficiency in implementing a law requires more than the enactment and announcement. And here's where the additional investment and attention is needed. There are still many barriers that keep young women from having skills, information, and knowledge in accessing the services as they were stipulated in the act. Social stigma is one key social barrier. It dictates the social norms and attitudes to be against sometimes comprehensive sexuality education for young people and having it would save lives. And it needs to empower young girls to negotiate with men, with boys when entering into a relationship. And it does need to provide boys and men with the right idea of the new progressive masculinities and masculinity which listens and respects the dignity of women and girls. Thailand is now designated as a upper-middle-income country. Asa Torkelson says it makes economic sense to carry on focusing on the rights of girls, especially in a country which is facing significant demographic changes. Investments on sexual and reproductive health also leverages additional returns to an economy or a society, and therefore believe that an upper middle income country aspiring towards even higher growth can be advised to invest in sexual and reproductive health and rights and gender equality. This is also because the country is facing a changing demographic structure. Thailand is now an aged society while having low fertility rates among the general reproductive age population and still some high adolescent birth rates, especially among the vulnerable young population. The importance, therefore, perhaps in an upper middle income country is to invest in human capital formation, to really insist on the reproductive rights of each and every person. For us, regardless of the economic context we are operating in, we need to continue to closely monitor these uh, rights to make sure that no one is left behind from sexual and reproductive health rights.
Back at Conway Sai, a fresh batch of Doc Jock, the deep-fried bread product popular with older people, is underway. It's organisations like this that provide the opportunities, personal care and training for teen mothers that they may find hard to access in other places. It's widely acknowledged that more needs to be done for these young women in Thailand. In the meantime, they will continue to ensure that their voice is heard. This is Daniel Dickinson reporting from Chiang Mai in northern Thailand for the Lid Is On podcast from UN News. Thanks for listening, and if you want to hear more stories from around the world about the UN, go to our website at news.un.org and click on our audio hub. Thank you.